This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. I'd love to tell you all about the Bears' brand new 26 year old defensive tackle, a former sixth round pick of the Carolina Panthers, but. Bravion Short can wait until he busts a grape in a preseason game. Cubs mania has swept Chicagoland. Hi, I'm Dan McNeil, and welcome back to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. I'm glad you're with me today. It has been an exciting week of baseball on the north side of Chicago, and more to come this evening as the Cubs and Reds wrap up their NL NL Central series of Critical importance, the Reds on top of the division. They have a three-game lead on the Cubs after the Cubs just whacked them last night, 16-6. to So I'm going to have to put my Bears mailbag and my Bears season props on hold for another few days, maybe even for another couple shows. I, As promised, I have Wayne Larravee coming on next week. We're supposed to record with Wayno. On Monday, so Monday or Tuesday, when I drop in the next podcast, unless there's huge breaking news, it, it will be a Packers preview. And I don't know if I want to do Bears props in the same 15, 20 minute hunk as I get with the veteran voice of the Green Bay Packers. So I'm going to get to those season props. I promise you, I am interested in them. I am excited about the fact that we are a mere five weeks away from the lid lifting on the NFL season. Not many more Sundays left to go, just six of them without NFL football. But it has to wait because the big blue train is rolling. That's a Danny Plesakism, my buddy from MLB Network, who grew up in Crown Point, not far from me, a White Sox fan, but pitched for the Cubs in 95 and 96. It was not a memorable run, even though he had three Major League All-Star appearances his best years were as a closer for the uh, Brewers. But Plesak does a great job on MLB Network. And a few years ago when the Cubs were rolling into the National League Championship Series a year earlier than expected in 2015, he started talking about the big blue train. And it's fun because the enthusiasm is genuine. And this is a team you weren't expecting to have enthusiasm about. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. The unexpected joyride that happens every now and again. It doesn't happen often enough because when you think about this, you really have to jog your memory unless it's unless you have even more idle time than I do. And you spend every waking moment thinking about, well, what what, what was this? Who was the most overrated this or whatever the case may be, whether it's sports, movies, music. When it comes to baseball teams that exceeded your expectations and then some, this Cubs team 
is starting to carve out that spot for me in my heart. Even though I'm not a Cubs enthusiast, I am enjoying watching their growth and their continued unity. I do put a value on that. I want to talk in just a minute about a couple of awards I'd like to suggest some nominees for. Both wear Cubs uniforms. But I want to talk more about this this in-season tweaking the Cubs have done too and recent newcomers getting the job done in a huge, huge, huge way. Um, Candelario with, with four more hits last night. He's got eight now in two games in a Cubs uniform. And it's, it's a team that is starting to feel like it's really, really got something going on from a talent standpoint. It's not just guys playing above their heads. It's guys playing, in the case of Cody Bellinger, the National League Player of the Month for July, guys who are living up to their potential, guys who are playing like they have played before. Bellinger's a dude who won an MVP just four seasons ago, for Christ's sakes. For people who wanted to see the Cubs part with him before the deadline the other day, man, oh, man. I don't know how you can pull the plug on a 28-year-old dude. He just turned 28 two or three weeks ago, and Bellinger has been terrific. He wasn't a big part of the story. Last night, it was the Dansby Swanson show with a couple of home runs. The Cubs played long ball again, 16-6 to the final Wednesday night at Wrigley, and the Cubs have hit 12 homers in their last two nights. Last two nights against Reds pitching. This is a team that's leading your division, and you are beating the shit out of them. The Cubs overcame two three-run leads last night, three-run deficits, erased them, and run production was a part of it. Seiya Suzuki uh, with a big RBI in the fifth. The little things, Christopher Morrell contributing again last night. And Ian Happ with a couple of home runs, one of them garbage time, the nine iron he hit into the left field bleachers late in the game when they were leading huge. It's fun. It's an unexpected ride. Those are the ones I remember because, yes, it's great to win championships, and ultimately that's what you go to camp for. You want to see your team win it in October. But a baseball season is a companion. It's six months of partnership. What is it giving you right now? If you're a Cubs fan, it's giving you night after night of seeing your team play at a hundred percent effort. It's a pitching staff that clearly has overachieved. Justin Steele has 12 wins. Now suddenly it's convenient to point to wins as a barometer. But when you accrue a ton of them, Jesus, if, if you don't think that matters, you're an idiot because it means you're giving your bullpen a lead late in games all the time. And that's what he's done. Now, the Cubs have a huge question with Marcus Stroman's hip, and he's going to miss at least a couple of starts. So they've got to tread water here uh, or even do a little bit better than treading water. Um, certainly, they cannot overcome a rest of the season loss of Marcus Stroman. So you hold your breath on that. But offensively, there has just been so much to get excited about. And the Cubs not going along with the money ball theory of don't steal bases. He's not Ronald Acuna Jr. But Nico Horner can scoot. 
And I think he's got 24, 25 stolen bases. The Cubs like to challenge the defense. That's what makes it fun. Which Cubs team can you remember in history that was out of out of the gate with no expectations that captured your imagination for a good chunk of your summer? There are a couple of them that come to mind for me. Now, you might point to the 15 team. And I understand why you would. It got to the National League Championship Series when the Mets were the shit, a different era of the Mets being really, really good. Not this era, per se. Lots of new faces. You thought that team, based on its pitching staff just eight seasons ago, was going to be there for a long time. And now they they may win it this year. Who knows? But, uh, God, they looked like they were going to be a force with that outfit. The Cubs were not expected to be a team going to the NLCS in 15. They did. They did. They got their asses kicked. But that was a team with a lot of high expectation dudes. Chris Bryant, even though he didn't begin the year on the big league roster, was expected to be a great major league player. And he was. Well, very, very good. I'm not as big of a Bryant fan as the rest of the world, largely because of how awful he was for a couple of seasons consecutively near the end with the Cubs in games against the Brewers and Cardinals. The two teams that mattered the most, Chris Bryant went away. Fact of the matter is that Cubs team in 15 exceeded your expectations, but your expectations were they would be a championship squad soon. Nobody thought that about this outfit this year. Nobody thought the 2023 Cubs would be above the 500 mark or a playoff threat. You didn't see Cody Bellinger having this kind of bounce back year, maybe. Last year was not the only year when his numbers suffered. He's been bad for three years. His COVID year of 2020 was bad. His 21 season was not great. And last year, not so hot. Seems long removed from that 2019 MVP season when he hit 49 homers and drove in 115 runs. That's why he's an excellent choice for comeback player of the year. I'll talk more about that. Let me finish the thought on this Cubs team being an unexpected joy ride, a thrill ride for a summer. And the 98 team managed by Jim Riggleman got Popped in round one convincingly by the Atlanta Braves. No love for the Cubs in their postseason series against Atlanta. They were terrible. They couldn't play to run to save their lives. That was a really good Atlanta team, as you remember. The Cubs won. They had to play a 163rd game. They beat the Giants or the Rockies, I think, in that last game. It was either the Rockies or the Giants. They had a, a, a play in game. And they move on to Atlanta. But that was a team that was was 68 and 94 the previous year the 97 cubs were horrible just horrible terry mulholland opened up the season as their starter against the marlins in florida my god was that team bad 68 and 94 next year they're a wild card team and they made some late acquisitions guys who were good team guys now is candelario going to be what gary gaietti was in 98 the, Cub, the veteran third baseman the Cubs grabbed late to provide leadership and to a guy who had been to the postseason, a guy who understood what that 
stretch of the schedule means and how to win. That was really a cool year for the Cubs. You had the rookie phenom in Kerry Wood in 98, very early in his career, capturing your heart with the 20 strikeout game against the Astros in May of that season, just his fifth big league start. He never won more than the 13 games he won that year in 98. But that was a fun team. And Rod Beck was was fun as their closer. This year's team just gets it done on the field. And I heard Dansby Swanson on with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. And he, he seems like a guy who's easy to root for. It's it's up to guys like Mark Silverman, a diehard Cubs fans, to not ruin this Cubs joyride for the rest of us. And he did a good job being enthusiastic without making me sick yesterday when I heard the interview. He asked a great question of Swansea. He says, which when you got when you you know, you learned you're coming here when you made the decision, I'm going to be a Cub. What's something now that you're several months into it that has happened that met your expectations? And what was something you didn't see coming? And Swanson had to say, man, that is a great question. It was a good question. And I appreciate Sylvie being a Cubs enthusiast who's genuine because he goes and follows them when they're shit as well. Don't ruin it for me, Sylvie. Don't slop all over these guys. Slobber. They deserve accolades. Yeah, this Cubs team deserves to be applauded. There's no doubt about that. But as David Ross says, they haven't won anything yet. And they're two games above the 500 mark, 55 and 53 as they wrap that series tonight. The Cubs have won 12 of their last 15 games. As I mentioned, the 12 homers in the last two nights, just when you're scoring runs, and your starting pitching is is not as stressed as it had been with this Cubs team. You you gotta you know you gotta go with this and say yeah let me let it let let it just wash all over me. And if they don't win a playoff berth, they don't earn a postseason berth. You still feel feel really good about where this thing's going, including Bellinger, if you want to re-sign him. I thought it was good. Jed Hoyer took him off the market the other day. Bellinger is one of two outstanding Cubs who are comeback player of the year candidates. I didn't even know. I wasn't even sure last week on my terrestrial show with Oak Park Vandermeer. We were wondering aloud. Is there even a a comeback player of the year award in baseball? And it's something that is relatively new. Baseball started making this uh, award, presenting this award annually in 05. There never has been a Cubs player to win one. The National League winner last year was Albert Pujols, I believe at the age of 42, delivering in a huge way. The American League winner was Justin Verlander. Only one White Sox player ever has earned that honor. It was Jim Tomey in 06 when he came over after the World Series. Had a down year in Philadelphia in 05. And then he joins the White Sox and has a really good 06 season, even though the team didn't go to the playoffs. I'll trade a playoff berth. I'm sure you would, too, for either of those recognitions. But I got to give it to both Bellinger and Kyle Hendricks. In 13 starts, here's what Hendricks has done for this team. When he returned, I thought, 
And I was put, again, this is media ruining stuff. People were wondering, well, is he a top 10 pitcher in franchise history? Is is he a top, is he a Mount Rushmore guy? Top 10 is really hard for me to get my head around that when a guy's only a number three on his team. Even though he led the National League in earn run average in that glorious year of 16, his ERA was a 2.13 with a whip of 0.98, he was amazing that year. But not a guy who puts fear in the hearts of opposing lineups. And other than that, you're a guy who has not had a sparkling earn run average. Very, very respectable. 3.49 this year is good. With a 1.06 whip. That's outstanding. I didn't think he would be that valuable to this team. He has been. He is en route to being a candidate for the Comeback Player of the Year award. Just 84 and a third innings worked last year for Kyle Hendricks in 16 starts. His earn run average was near five. His whip was near 1.3 last year. He has made radical improvements in all of those statistical categories that matter. Only won four games last year. Only made 16 starts. He came back midseason. He's made 13 starts already. Not midseason, but a little bit before that. And he's been an innings eater. You give him the ball, you know he's going five plus. He's probably going to get you six. <laughs> Unless you're Joe Madden in a meaningful World Series game. As far as Bellinger this year versus last, he's hitting 316 with an on base percentage of 368. He's got an OPS of 909, a 909 OPS, 16 home runs. He has driven in 50. He also is part of that Cubs big blue train that likes to run. He's stolen 14 bases. Last year, he hit only 210 with a 265 OBP, only hit 19 home runs and drove in 68. He's got 16 homers already this year. And just a little bit more than half of the at-bats he had the entire season last year. Cody Bellinger, the 2019 NL MVP, is absolutely a great choice for National League Comeback Player of the Year this year. So is Kyle Hendricks. Again, I will trade a postseason berth for either of those awards. It wasn't even an award I knew existed until Monday when I looked it up. I could have been ambitious enough to look it up during the show when we were wondering aloud last week if that's a thing. It is. White Sox got crushed by the Rangers last night. I think it was Texas who beat them 11 to 1, but I really don't have have much on the White Sox for you today. I just the Cubs make me happy. The Cubs are a feel good story. We need more of those in Chicago on the heels of Northwestern on the heels of another postseason without Bulls or Blackhawks participation. The whole White Sox collapse and trade-off has been depressing. Even if you like the trades, the season has been an undeniable catastrophe, abject failure. That's why these Cubs make me feel good. That's why it's 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 been fun to watch them. You know, I, they had a big lead when I went to bed Wednesday night. I get up and I put on quick pitch as soon as it starts, and there there's the home run parade. There's the highlights. Five or six more dongs. 
just going yard, say a Suzuki and Christopher Morrell. All right, I'm ruining the Cubs for you, so I'll stop. I want to thank Sam Michael for being the executive producer of the Danny Mac podcast, which drops twice a week right now on the Bet Rivers podcast network. I'm hoping to upgrade that a little bit more once we get to football season, maybe do three, maybe as many as four a week. We'll see. Adam Delavitt makes those decisions. He's the big boss man at Bet Rivers. Thank you, Adam, for being a friend and for being a great boss. I hope you have a great weekend. I'll talk to you early next week. Wayne Larravee is part of the mix for next week. I also have a confirmation from Vikings radio analyst Pete Bursich. He'll be joining us during the Vikings training camp so we've got the nfc north covered for you as well as everything you need to know about the cubs without making that gag reflex react because i don't want to do that to you there's enough people doing that to you when they talk about how good the bears are going to be this year and that's on my hit list for next week thank you for listening i'm dan mcneil talk to you later thanks for listening to the danny mac podcast on the bet rivers network